Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Hi everybody, how's everybody doing? It's Fuck. fucking hot in South America. It's not so hot in Chili's, they got fans. They got fans in the Chili's? And flat screen televisions. Flat screen television. I believe we might have actually said you were in a Chili's Express. It smells like fart. Yeah, you had Chili's. All the Mexicans. Gonzalez said that. <laughs> Just because they're South American doesn't mean they're Mexican. Oh, man, I ain't got time to dice them all up into little groups. <laughs> they're trying to, like, dice up white people in little groups. Just, kinda, just call them white, call them Mexicans. Is that racist? Dahmer they getting edited out? Dahmer likes to chop people up into little groups, too. Dahmer reference, is that the first one of those? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think we've done too much of that. So, coming off of, uh, well, what do you want to say about that, Brian? Go ahead and start. Uh, We're not, not in the best moods. Not in the best mood. The, the, the Denver, the, the Broncos did not play very well. <laughs> is that a nice way to put that? It is. Um, definitely. I'm going to start where I think the, the blame lies mostly because, first of all, we're 7-1. and one. We're, right in, we're right in everything. Nothing's over. This is our worst game that we've played. Um, so no panic here. Just, you know, reactions from a game that's just over. Um... The defense played like shit today. That is where you're going with the blame? That's No, that's where I'm going with the first part of the blame. Oh, okay. It's a, I'm with you on that. It's a team loss. I mean, the team contributed as a whole in this. My beginning is going to be the defense, and it has to do with the fact that the first seven games, eight weeks of the season, they were saving us. They weren't able to save us today. They were... They were uh, I don't know if it was... Bad matchups the whole time. I don't know if the game plan wasn't good and Indy was ahead of us as far as game planning went. Because maybe that's it. Because it sure seemed like that. Lots of open guys all over the place. We were still putting pressure on Luck, not as much as we'd like, but there was pressure. He was getting beat up. He was making throws with people all over him. So you know we still had that going, but the the coverage broke down. There were open guys, which was a, a shame lot. because that's the kind of game you come off with after. One of the best defensive performances I've almost ever seen. Yeah, it's disappointing to, to respond after uh, that Green Bay game. With, you know, just like Ryan said, 76 yards for, for Rodgers last week, and I think they had 150 passing in the first half, in the first quarter uh, up until through halftime. Um, just, just weren't getting it done in the secondary. It was, it was tough, some, some tough calls. I'm gonna go next to uh, to bad officiating. Um, there was some really tough calls from the officials. I'll I'll say this. They don't cost you games, but they put us in shitty positions. I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the game was poorly officiated. Not just on the Broncos side, just all around. It really was. I watched pass interference happen. I'm thinking the back judge. And the linesmen don't really know what a fucking pass interference is, because I saw it from both sides all day long. 
Absolutely. Um, I know Vernon Davis was on the field, newly acquired Vernon Davis, what, like twice? Maybe even just that one play. And they tried to get him deep, and the guy had his arm. He was holding on to his left arm the whole, not the whole way, but the last 10 yards of that play. And that would be the definition of pass interference. Not called. Um, there's a couple others that don't stick out as much as that one that were pretty tough. Um, I'm, I'm really, really upset about the TJ Ward hit. I don't think he was targeting. I don't think he hit a defenseless receiver. No. I think T.Y. caught the ball, turned up field, got low. And that's why that there might have been a hit to the head, a, a minimal one. And it was a rough hit, but that's how T.J. plays. He flies around with reckless abandon. It was a rough to, hit. To fuck dudes up. It was a rough hit, and... I don't know. I, I've seen some... Uh, Pretty shitty officiating this whole season, to be honest with you. Um, it's inconsistent, is what it is. It's not... not I don't want to lay the blame on the referees, because, to be completely honest with you, you cannot turn the ball over um, on the road. And you definitely can't be minus two on the road. Um, if you're going to turn the ball over, you need to create turnovers yourself. And the way the defense was playing today... The only way that was going to happen is if they could get to Andrew Luck and he was just that split second faster on getting that ball out. We couldn't create the turnovers on sacks. We definitely couldn't create them on uh, coverage because for whatever fucking reason, we had linebackers covering wide receivers or just not covering people at all. That's why I'm wondering if it was the, the game plan because they had the mismatches. Um, when I forget the... Uh Defensive end is it Moncrief, fifty-five? The guy that comes in. I could be wrong on that name. Way completely. Number fifty-five got put up on that wheel route, covering that dude. He has McCray. no business covering that guy. McCray. Yeah. He has no business covering that guy. He runs a wheel route and he's open by ten yards. I mean, that's that's a mismatch. That's it, he's the backup, and I mean, Von Miller can't cover that. No. Marcus Ware can't cover that. That they they have it designed so Ware doesn't cover. But Miller doesn't. He got burned on that. So it was a mismatch problem on, on that one. And a lot of other plays in that game. There was just mismatches. So I wonder if we were outcoached. I feel like we were outcoached. Uh, tip of the hat to Chuck Pagano and squad. And his staff new offensive coordinator, Chet. who I don't know. I don't know his name. Don't care. Uh, but he had a good game plan today. They The offensive coordinator had a great plan. I, I think that... Wade Phillips was the one a little bit to blame on the defense. I think the defensive game plan was it looked like we were running a lot more zone than we used than we usually do. A lot more zone blitzing. And I, saw I think that. that exposed I think that exposed the Broncos, at least in that regard, because we played less man coverage and a lot more zone coverage. And we were I wonder why a lot. I wonder why we played zone. I, I Is could, it because of what T Y did last year in the in the playoff game? Do we want to put like put put him in positions where he's flying through people and maybe that guy comes up and is able to grab the ball? I don't know. I'm not I, sure. I think it was I think it was the the theory or the idea was is you know Ty not being uh, allegedly not being a hundred percent maybe a little bit of gamesmanship in that because he sure didn't look like a guy with a foot injury. Uh, he was flying all over the field, had eighty six yards, and. There was a handful of times where I was screaming at the top of my lungs, why is nobody covering T.Y. Hilton 
again. Why are we playing three games in a row? It'll be the third game in a row now where we're not covering T- where T.Y. Hilton is getting open. I'm pretty sure no. T.Y.'s got his contract because of his performance against the Broncos in three games. That's why he got paid so much money. You know, obviously not. He's had other good games, but damn, he, he torches us. He didn't have the best game he's had against us, but he had enough to make himself effective and continue drives. The biggest plays were because of him except for that wheel route. Um, and, and the big play is coming from Andrew Luck. Scrambling, getting the ball out right before he's getting hit. Von Miller came on that stunt, and I swear he had him. And then all of a sudden, dude's wide open over the middle of the field for a 20-yard gain. Um, I, I gotta say too, Luck is a tough fucking bastard. That guy was getting—we didn't get a lot of sacks, but we put a lot of fucking hits on him. Bad hits. Bad hits in the open field as well. Um, when he's getting tackled on those scrambles, he was taking them and getting up. So if the injury, if the injuries were there, if they were an issue, I'm thinking he's healthy. I'm thinking he's back healthy, and we're going to see the Colts go on their little run now and get back into winning this division, the AFC South, which won't be difficult to win that division considering who's in there and what the records are of everybody else. They can go 10-6 and six and probably win that division by two games yeah. at this point. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough loss for the Broncos to handle. The toughest part of it, and I don't care what anybody says, the officiating was was bad. The... Um, Defense had their worst game, absolutely. But we're in a position to win and make a drive down the field, and Peyton throws that pick on the first play in that drive. A needless throw. Terrible throw. You know, his first pick was that one in there into double coverage. With someone hanging at his feet, and he's moving a little bit, and he hates doing that. And, And he threw the ball behind him, and it went right into dude's hands. I mean, the first pick he threw was worse. Just overthrew, I guess, Owen Daniels is what... They were saying on the TV by about 10 yards, and Mike Adams got the pick. Yeah, that one wasn't very good either. That was one of those picks that we said Peyton needs to stop doing, which is like, it was five yards over Owen Daniels' head. I mean, if that was, if you want to credit a target towards Owen Daniels, I guess, but just about anybody else was just as open on that play as he was, and... That was not a very good throw. And it, it I didn't did, like. I didn't like the throw. I didn't like the throw to Owen Daniels in that particular situation. Anyway, it just takes points off the board. No matter what, it it ends drives. It ends drives. The receivers drop passes, but they didn't necessarily end drives. The the last time that Sanders dropped the ball in that game was on a first down, and then you know shit shit that he shouldn't drop the ball got right to him, and then two plays after that were nothing nothing, third three and out. Turnovers are costly. They are costly, costly, costly. On the road, you cannot turn the ball over like that, especially on a potential game-winning drive. I mean, we're, we're going down there to, to win the game. That's a signature moment for Peyton Manning. Break the fucking record. He's still three short shy, three yards short of that. Um, break the record. Get the touchdown against your, your old team. Win the game. It's a signature play. And then everyone gets to say, he's back still. You guys were wrong. You guys were wrong. I'm still 50-50 on it from 40-60, uh, 60-40, because um, I still think we're right, that it's he's not playing well. He played well last week, obviously, but we're missing opportunities here. We're, we missed a huge opportunity to go out and win that game in another game we played like shit. Offense could have bailed out the defense this week. Did not return the favor. Did not return the uh, favor. Didn't return the favor. Uh, both Manning and uh, Luck went 21-36, so there was... Lots of moments where Luck was not throwing the ball well, too. 
we didn't take advantage and capitalize on some of the drives that our defense was able to stop. Um, so, you know, kind of pendulum swing in both ways, but the defense needed to really – a couple of instances that I expected more from them. Um, the Broncos got most of their points on big plays today. It was oh, yeah, we of, did. It was a lot of big plays. It looked like – offensively, it looked like our plan was to try and draw them in with the run – and they bid on it, which was interesting because they didn't run the ball very good. They bid on it and were stopping the run. And they, they totally bid on it. They wanted to stop the run because they'd rather have Peyton beat them than have the run game beat them. That's how things are changing. Say what you want about Peyton. Blow his, blow his fucking horn. Suck his fucking thumb. Do all that shit you want to do. But when the defense wants to stop the run to have the quarterback beat them, it's because they, they're not as scared of the quarterback as they are of the run game helping out the quarterback. That's that's where it's at. And we don't want Peyton throwing the ball 36 times a game. I don't want him throwing 30. I want him to throw under 30 times a game. Under 25 would be ideal. I'd be happy if he's throwing around 25 to 28 times a game. That's, if you're throwing like that, that means your running game is doing what it's supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Gary Kubiak. Exactly. In, the, in the modified offense that, he, that they've modified to suit Peyton and what he can do and what he can't do. It's not just about what he can do. It's about what he can't do anymore. And we can't have him throwing the ball 40-plus times, 36 times. It's it's not going to work. Hillman was absolutely nothing today. We gotta, I always want to say Orlando scary when I see 22, but C.J. Anderson was was out there for a little bit, then I think he got tweaked, and then we just kind of abandoned the running game anyway as the second half went on. Um, bad mismatches on defense. No run game, no run game, no run game. And then you could see that the defense got frustrated when Talib walked over to a guy that was in Von Miller's face. Walked over to him. Walked, it's like Ryan Leaf walking all the way across the field, <laughs> go make an ass out of himself. And he walks over there and pokes the dude in the fucking eye. Uh, definite fine. Possible suspension, in my opinion. That's because it's the action, not just, not just what he did. It's the whole event. When you go from... 10 yards away to get into an altercation and then a dude that doesn't even see you, you, you I don't give a fuck what happened you know there's excuses oh I'm sure something happened to have him do that well that's the wrong thing that's it's the wrong time absolutely the wrong time absolutely the wrong thing to do you're not supposed to react and lose your composure like that I know that Talib is an emotional guy I know that Talib plays by the seat of his pants I know, that, I know how he rolls but at that point we would have liked Maybe a possible chance to get the ball back down six because Vinatieri probably makes that field goal because he doesn't miss. Not against us. Well, and he ain't gonna miss from twenty yards out anyway. We wouldn't. It wouldn't have been a twenty yard field goal if he wouldn't have poked him in the eye. That would have been a further field goal. It would have been like thirty. But that's not the argument. It wouldn't have been twenty. That's not the argument. Right. The argument is is don't do it at that time and give him him fifteen fucking (laughs) yards. Don't do that. It sucks. That's the position that we were in. That's that's where we were at. That's what the defense put us in. That's what the offense put us in. That's what Manning's pick in, in on that potential game-winning drive. That's what situation we were in, and the composure was lost. I hope, I hope he doesn't get suspended. But I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Lack of uh, respect for your opponent, maybe. There, there was it was a little chippy out there. Certainly not the most. Chippy, I've ever seen a game between Broncos and some other folks. Um, it's just, 
<laughs> frustrating to see them kind of implode like that at the end of a game that they're still in. They're still in. Yeah. And in spite of what some Denver Broncos fans might say on the on the public group page that I like to stay on for whatever reason to get infuriated. <laughs> when there is defensive holding on field goals, it's been called many, many times. It's not a fake call. If a defensive lineman grabs one of the offensive linemen and pulls him out of the way, that's defensive holding on the line. It creates a lane. It's an unfair advantage that end of the game. Now let's go ahead and say that we would have had 18 seconds left if we'd have caught the ball back, okay? That, that wasn't... We don't. We can't even throw a Hail Mary with Peyton Manning from the 50-yard line because he can't get the ball there. So chances of really anything happening at that point were null and void. It would have been... That would have been a Stanford-type play, hopefully, you know, just pitching it back and forth to make something happen. Wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't work. they probably would have... They probably would have kicked the ball out of the end zone. Likely. At least tried to. Because I know they tried too many times. Um, so my guess is be they try and kick it out of the end zone. And then there's maybe after they kick that field goal, 20 seconds left on the clock for Peyton to go 80 yards to score a touchdown um, with no timeouts. And Peyton Manning's arm the way it is right now. That ain't happening. It's not, and it's not going to get any better. So you didn't need a Brandon Stokely moment to happen to. Oh man, I remember that bullshit. That. We're gonna we're gonna have to get back to it. I mean, the running game has to be established. I'm sorry, Peyton can't throw the ball 45 times. It's not about firing Kubiak. It's not happening. We need to get the running game going. Is that being said? It's being said a lot. It's it's Kubiak's fault because that's seven and one. Because he's screwed up Peyton's offense, and we should just be running the same thing we've been running for the last three and a half years. Or that three seasons that hasn't worked. I mean, it's the definition of insanity. We've said that on this show many times. It doesn't work. It's not working anymore. Things have changed. Didn't Move work, on. Didn't work for Peyton Manning for all the eighteen years except for one. Just one time. So. Yeah. Didn't work for him in the in that Super Bowl. Didn't work for him. No, it, it against it him. He ended worked up terribly. Throwing a, throwing the. Uh, the the second Super Bowl, the Colts against the. Saints. Saints, he threw the pick, threw in, the pick on, the, on, that. on the potential game-winning drive. He threw a pick. Um, I used to throw those picks right, right along the seam. Yeah. yeah. He loves that, doesn't he? And it does happen. I, I think it's the, the confidence he has in, in reading a defense, which is probably very high because he's one of the best ever to read a defense and come out and call his own plays and change stuff at the line. Um, but he's not the first one to do that. And lots of lots of coaches and lots of players and lots of quarterbacks know that you know sometimes you got to run the play that's there, which is going back to other things. It does, I don't know if that's I don't that's not what happened on the the Demarius Thomas attempt when he threw the the final pick to to put us in a shitty position and we implode. No, it was just him forcing the ball. It's him forcing the ball, not wanting to take a hit. At that point, I'd rather just take a sack than turn the ball over. It There's lots of time left in the game. He could have taken a sack there. There, there is. I mean, we did. We had three timeouts. We Six had, minutes left. On there the was ball. about. There was five and some change. We had time to to punt and hope that our defense steps up now and you know kick that ball, kick that ball far. You know, make it a, make it a play and go out there and stop them. Um, just just didn't happen today. It's a frustrating game. It's frustrating to lose to teams that you're better than. It's frustrating to lose to teams that are three and five. I think they were. 
Now they're four and five. Um, best news of the day is that the Raiders lost too, so we maintain our our good stronghold on the on the AFC West. We're seven and one. We're the we're the third best team in the AFC record wise. Can't argue that because we are. <laughs> The, the Patriots are undefeated. The Bengals are undefeated. And that's a and team we're that... we're 7-1. And, and we have to play both those teams. We have to play both those teams. So if they come into our house undefeated... Uh, beat them. Beat them. Get the hold on the number one seat. And you, we still have a whole chance to get the number one seat. There's, it's not like the number one seed's out the window. No, we have, it's not at all. We have the Patriots at home. That's, that's no not one's going Brady's undefeated. favor. No one's going undefeated this, this year. It's not happening. Um, so... You know, if we lose to the Patriots, then we still number two isn't necessarily out of the way either. You know, I don't necessarily think that the Bengals will go undefeated this year. I don't think that they'll only lose one or two games. I think they still got a couple of losses in them, but you know, they'd have to have a couple of games where they play like us. Yeah, we we uh, the best case scenario, it's humbling. Our defense will stop listening to the folks that are. You know, telling them that they're the best of all time. Maybe we'll come back to earth here and just realize that we're a great defense, not the best defense. Maybe the best this year, but we better get back on track to shutting people down, making those tackles, covering people out of the backfield. Shit. No, no. This. I mean, what if we go? If we lose the next four games, we're seven and five, and who gives a shit? Obviously, we don't think that that's going to happen. We have Kansas City next at home. I think we come out and stomp the ground for the lack of a better term here. We're going to come out and just let it be known that we got smacked in the mouth, come back strong. Because that was a smack in the mouth. That that was sobering. That was, I mean, I'll go on record. I said 10 points. I thought we had at least a 10-point victory in this game. We should have. We should have run the ball well. We should have played defense, defense better. And Manning should have had more time to throw the ball. All that being said, for as awful as we played today, we lost by three. We were still in position to win so, that game. I mean that just everybody keep that in mind before you lose your shit. That at the end of the day, it's a situation where a good team lost to probably a struggling team, a team that needed the win, a team that's not getting respect. No, because of the way they played, and I'm sure they've looked at that. Mm-hmm. You know, that usually happens when guys get fired, when coaches get fired, they get pumped up. They called. They did the the customary players only meeting and. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were ready to play today, obviously, and I'm not sure if it's the Midwest or whatever happens sometimes when we go out to that area of the country. Sometimes we don't play well, and today was one of those. Absolutely one of those days. Goddamn Colts always have our number even when Peyton Manning's not there. Is, I don't know. Is it, is, is it in his head? Is he just, like, overdoing it, you know? Having to make a throw, having to make a play when it's not there? Not playing the smart football that he could have? Because... At that point, if he'd have just thrown the ball five yards in front of him, just ground it, you know, it's second and ten. Make a better play instead of knowing you can't make that throw anymore. You can't. It's over. Those days are done. You have to make smart throws on time where they go. Not not that good of a scramble. It's not not like the when the pressure got to him and he stepped up in the pocket and dropped it over the top for, for Emmanuel Sanders. That was a beautiful throw, and that's what you want Manning to do. Feel the pressure, move up in the pocket, drop it over top. That was a beautiful play. So it's there. There's He can make the throws, but he's got to just understand what throws he can't make. Mm-hmm. And he's a smart quarterback. So get over his past like a lot of people have to and start playing within, the means of, within your means now, what you can do now. Our defense needs to get humble, 
get back to the drawing board and get ready to play Kansas City because they're not coming and thinking they're going to lose. They're they're going to come and thinking they can win because this is kind it's of a rivalry season right yeah. here. I mean, it's they, another desperate team, another desperate team coming in here. I mean, this is their season. Like, they lose this game, they're two games behind three, basically with of 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 the Denver Broncos. I mean, you talk about the head to head alone. I mean, they lost. They have lost both the games to the Broncos, so there's not the tiebreaker won't be there for that. Nope. Just assuming Denver has a massive collapse and Kansas City pulls themselves up, so their season isn't over, and they still have a chance for how. I mean, the AFC is not not full of contenders. There's a lot of room for teams. There's a lot of. There's still a lot of room for teams just like them. Just like the Kansas City Chiefs to get into the playoffs, I mean. Ooh, I think a lot's got to happen there. But, but I, it, it's, all, it's all I was saying was it's a rivalry game, and they're going to come in here ready to play. It's a desperate I, team. I agree. They're playing it, but they're playing in desperation because they they're, they're not out yet. They're not even mathematically eliminated yet. They can well, still of course they're not out yet. Up, they're not mathematically out, but they're very fucking close. Where they're desperate to just save some kind of face. They don't have their best player. They still have Alex Smith. <laughs> It's it's just like yeah, <laughs> I'll always go to that shit. Um, and contrary to some some haters, no suicide watch in Denver. Just just pissed off when we lose. It happens when your team loses uh, to who they shouldn't lose to. I guess if if we were used to just losing, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so bad. But losing to a team that we're better than is a pain in my dick. I'm gonna go get that checked out. Dr. C, I need a bacchiotomy. For the pain in his dick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard from carrying that big bastard around. It's a struggle on my back. <laughs> Just dangles there. <sighs> oh, can we get into some high fives? I haven't been part of this in a while. This is... I get shitty cell reception in Puerto Rico. That's how they pronounce it. Shotgun Williams. One guy was getting out of South America, and, he, and we were asking him what he's going to do when he gets out of South America. And he says, I'm going to do this. He's Mexican. Real Mexican. He's from Mexico. <laughs> I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go see this and go see my girl. And then I'm going to go to Shotgun Williams. It was one they of closed the, it, didn't they? No, it's no. huge. No, they closed the old one and built a new one. Oh, they built a new one. Yeah, it's... It, apparently they have lockers there now where you can like you can buy a bottle and then save the bottle for the next time you come back you can rent the locker for you know a month or, or a year or however long you want to rent the however locker long you like to, to just stare at mostly naked women no sh- yeah shotguns is mostly yeah and you can take off your cum stained underwear and, and leave it in the locker so your your wife doesn't know that you were jizzing all over yourself while some 32 year old single mother of threes grinding all over your shit that might be more like Dandy Dance, but Shotgun Williams has got its own thing going on over there. Yeah, it's huge now, from what I heard from some of the pros. I don't go to, we don't go to strip clubs. It's not really what we do. I think I'll speak for yourself. Doug goes to strip clubs. Sometimes Doug goes to strip clubs. Apparently, at Shotgun Williams, they have like 200 strippers on the floor at all times or something. I'm like, that is a lot of sluts walking around <laughs> at one time. I, I, I almost want to go there at 3 in the morning and just see if they're there. What do they and do? Count them. Count them. <laughs> and then, Those little clickers. And if they don't, I'm going to go show it to the 
That sleaze bag that runs that fucking place. Like one ninety eight. You owe me two strippers. You owe me two sluts. It's like trying to figure out like all the thirty one flavors of fucking Baskin Robbins. You're like, nah, there's only thirty. It's bullshit. I'll go with Chris Rock. I know some of them. Some of them girls missed a few hugs, but not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. High fives. High fives. We're gonna open up with some power rankings here. Um, you want to go back and forth? Sure, I'll start with my number five, uh, a team that suffered their second loss in a row, so it's kind of kind of had them on the edge here. Uh, Green Bay at number five because they did come back at the end of that game to try and make it a game. They almost could have won the damn thing. They almost had a shot there. They had a shot at the end. Number five, Green Bay. Okay, well I'm going to go with my number five. Bit of a shocker, but I'm enjoying the way they're playing. From the same division as the Green Bay Packers, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings at 6-2 and two because they haven't lost two in a row. Look at that. He had Vikings hanging around there, too. Uh, Vikings uh, right outside. My 6-7 and seven are Vikings-Jets. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Teddy, I like Teddy, I'm hoping he's not hurt. If you saw the game today, took quite a shot, knocked him out cold. Cheap shot. That guy's probably going to get suspended, too. Uh, definite fine coming. Possible suspension on that. It was a bit of we'll, uh, a cheap shot. See how much uh, previous offenses usually rolls into that. Um, so, when he's have, definitely going to get a fine. <laughs> it's not just him. It's the fact that their uh, their defensive coordinator is a guy named Greg Williams, mm. who is a is only famous and known outside of whatever team he's coaching. Uh, shotguns and Bounty Shotgun Gate. Williams. If you, if you remember Bounty Gate, Doug, do you remember that? No, I don't. Okay. They put a bounty out on. Uh, Brett Favre in a game, oh, did in a playoff game years ago, the the run that in that uh, New Orleans had to the Super Bowl when they won it, they uh, yeah they were up, they were kind of getting motivation and compensation to take Brett Favre out of the game, and they beat the shit out of him in that game too. He looked like a beat up <laughs> bastard at the end of that game. He looked like he wanted to just quit right then and there and say I don't even want to talk about football for the rest of my life. It was uh, tough for him. Number four, suffering their first loss, the Denver Broncos, because, well, sorry, the next three are going to be pretty obvious. So They have to be, so let's just make it quick. I got the Broncos at four because we don't drop out of the top five. We're still an elite football team that had a shitty fucking day. Shitty fucking day. Who's your number three? Panthers, number three. I got the Bengals at three. Because they're the Bengals, and I don't believe in them yet. I mean, they're doing well now, but I just don't believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. I do want to say, with that being said, the Gons did call this the year for Andy Dalton. Preseason, he did call it ahead of time, saying he expected good things from Andy Dalton, which surprised and astounded me. And he's, I mean, like the top three quarterbacks in the league, I would... Assume most people, knowledgeable people, not not you know biased by their fandom for their team or a certain player or whatever, would have to put Andy Dalton in the top three. He's playing damn good football right now. He's playing damn damn good football. Damn 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 damn. Doug, what's the confusion? I'm looking at a note that was made in May, and I'm wondering if this has happened yet, or if this is uh, uh, about the playoffs maybe. But I wanted to reinforce it that uh, someone associated with this show said 
uh, the Bills would sweep the Patriots. That was that me was too. Not you. <laughs> that was me. The note does not say it was you. Oh, it was Ryan. No, he just said it didn't say it was me. No, he said it. I just put it. He said it. He looked right at me. and said it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Was it, was it you? Me? No. Was it Justin? Yes, it was. Okay. okay. <laughs> Justin Stewart. I was going to say, <laughs> I definitely would not pick the Bills to be the Patriots in Foxborough. Sweep. So, yeah. Patriots. Yeah. Sweep them would be taking both the games they play, and I definitely would not pick them to win that game. I thought they would win the first game at home. I thought that was the very winnable game for them, and they got uh, destroyed. Um, I did pick them to win the division. That ain't happening. Wide left. Wide right, I mean. Uh, and then... Uh, just Bengals, obviously opposite for. Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers uh, two. Uh, they're the top team in the NFC, so I'm going to give them the number two position. Uh, dominating defense yet again saved them. Uh, kind of crumbled a little bit when they got a Cam big had a lead. Good, Cam had a pretty good game today. Yeah, but Cam throws a lot of picks, and I mean, Cam makes a lot of plays with his feet, and they've they've been saved by their defense as well a lot in in these wins. So. I, I Cam's like they're talking some silly stuff about MVP candidate. I guess they're undefeated, so quarterbacks get that nod. But he, he's he's like he misses open guys. He still misses guys a lot. And I, I'm a Cam Newton fan. I always have been. I was always mad when he won a national title with Auburn when he should have been playing for the fucking Florida Gators. <laughs> chomp chomp. And yeah, um, Cam's Cam's a, a dynamic athlete. He's not a dynamic quarterback. He's getting there. He's getting there. He still throws the ball with his feet in the worst positions. Like, his we feet are never the where, they, where they should be as far as footwork goes. But him and Greg Olson are on a great page. They had Kelvin Benjamin. Who knows how that offense would look on a more consistent basis, I would imagine they would be. And then Patriots, Patriots, respectively. Hate all you want. Patriots are the best team in the NFL right now until someone takes them down. They're the Super Bowl champions. They're the um, champs, and they're the ones who are playing complete football. They are? Out of everybody in the league. They're always ready to play. They're always ready to play, and they play everybody toe-to-toe. They don't make mistakes. They don't... I mean, I'm not saying they're perfect, but they don't make mistakes. They they're perfect right now. They perfect record. Perfect record. Brady's playing one of his best seasons. Probably yeah. his second best season. With all the balls deflated. Not at all. They're all being watched more than they ever were. So whatever that is, um, the naysayers and the straight haters, when you talk about haters hating on someone because of a, of a deflated ball saying that's the reason he's good, it's not. He's fucking good. He's that's fucking the reason why his good. running backs are good. <laughs> that's <laughs> the reason why his, white, his, his whiteouts don't drop the ball. That's, that's, I, 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 don't, I don't know if it helps him catch it. definitely helps him hold on to it. Go as far as... Fumbling goes. But, yeah, the Patriots are the best team in the NFL right now. They, they are. Aaron Rodgers has lost two games. They might have been exposed. And not looked very well. Not yeah. looked very good. He hasn't looked very good, actually, in the last month. He uh, really hasn't had a very good month. They're, they're missing their number one receiver. Jordy Nelson is, is better than than most people think. Um, he's a better weapon for that offense than most people think. They, they've lost that, that boot. And his deep threat, where Randall Cobb would come underneath, and, and, and his ability, James Jones back his ability to, the to running read the play and, and just and just go where there's open space, so that he can just get the ball. That ability to break free and make a big play out of nothing. Out of nothing. This one is uh, Gonzo go first because this is this is since South America, you know, 
This is the top five. This is the top five pop culture guns. I have to go first. You gotta go first. I wanna go first. Then Doug's gone first. Nope. I'll go first. Alright, Ryan's going first. What is the top to your, five? What do you stick to your guns, Ryan? I know. I'm such a pushover. But I will make him say what the top fives are. Top five childhood crushes. Now, if we had a question, was it have to be celebrity crushes? And we made it relative, okay? So if you had a crush on your cousin when you were six, and it really stuck with you, no worries. You're good to go. I made sure to make it just celebrity crushes. <laughs> yeah, just so, pretty much. just so I wouldn't have a list full of my cousins. That's right. just scary, buddy. Uh, I do it for the jokes. Do it do for you? the jokes. I do. My number five, no honorable mentions because there'd just be too many. Really giant list. Too many. Uh, Kelly McGillis. I saw a Top Gun. I was in fucking love. Word. Totally. More than Meg Ryan. Yes. I always liked Meg better. I I. Nah, I always I always liked Kelly McGillis better. Dude. Than Meg Ryan. Yeah. Word. Word. We talked about this last week. Make right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, well, right. before Courage Under Fire, when she fucked her face up. I said Jess made a good movie since uh, Proof of Life. That was a good movie, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Christina Applegate. Nice. I was Kelly Bundy. Kelly Bundy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much why, of course, too. You know the slutty little. Mm. It might have been Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, but she was a totally different character in that movie. Yeah, she was like trying to act like responsible. She was like she was acting. Yeah. Apparently, she's really smart in real life. That's what I've heard too. Good for her. Good for her. Number three, Cindy Crawford. Who can forget? Oh, Cindy. And we got stuff going on. Um, gotta love the chocolate chip on the lip. Yeah, never had a problem with moles. It was, it was, it, it's one of those times you're like, I, I kind of like it. I like it right where it is. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Like, get that off there. Oh, it's real. Don't, don't get it off. Um, and and one of my another one of my first crushes when I was really young, Madonna. She was hot. I loved her when young Madonna was hot. Like which version? Um, like Lucky Star. Like Home Bra. Like True Blue. Like before the Home Bra. Yeah. Before Vogue? Yeah. Okay. Not Vogue. That's when I thought she was hot, was Vogue. Dick Tracy. Well, like a bird, like a prayer. Yeah. Dancing around in front of Black Jesus. I thought she was fucking hot. Hat. 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 Burning crucifixes. And then, uh, the lovely lady who had my heart for many, many years, to my teen years, Kathy Ireland. I almost put her on this list. Oh, she has amazing boobs. I used to, I used to, I never seen them. But I used to I used to get the SI uh, swimsuit. I get the SI like package just because of her because they were. All I bet you her. did. She had a big old square jaw, but it worked for her. It was nice. It good. It worked good for her. She had great hips. She had good hips. I seen her hips. I seen those hips. Hips and hips. Lips and hips. That's an old song. Is it called lips and hips? I don't think so. <laughs> He's like, it's actually called a stroll in Midtown. It's, it's called actually I have respect That's the name of the song. Respecting women at all times. Women ain't bitches. 
<laughs> no, they aren't. We love women here over at Shooting the Gap. Yeah, and we're doing a top five just to prove it. Uh, I'll go. Uh, these were not necessarily all in childhood. Um, number five. destroying the whole point of it said childhood crushes. Well, I'm a man-child, so... It's relative, then. Yeah. I would agree. Uh, n- number five, Marilyn Monroe. Um, I remember my grandfather getting like a birthday present in a bag with her, and it was like her frolicking on the beach. I remember trying to take it home. I wasn't going <laughs> to masturbate to it. I wasn't yes, old were. enough there. But I was like, You knew you were going to touch your wiener. I was going to, yeah, I was going to put my dick in the bag. <laughs> Weren't you? I mean, that's what you're poking for. That's what I was poking Crazy. for. Now, the next direction did happen in... Well, I mean, Marilyn Monroe's in childhood. Um, you're going to be like, Helen Keller was hot back in the day. Dude. <laughs> you know what? She was a bad driver. <laughs> Little nubs. I'm sorry. Little nubs. <laughs> I don't know. Is it just a cheap shot? She wasn't a paraplegic. <laughs> You're like, dude, she was arm and leg deaf. I don't think nubs make you a paraplegic. Huh? Do nubs make you a paraplegic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought that was like legs. No, para just means you're missing any set of limbs. Quadriplegic means you're missing all four, thus quad. Quad, yeah. yeah. But para just means you're missing a set of limbs. A set of limbs? Or, yeah, or, or like a limb? Or, like or limb? probably maybe a, even a limb. So she could be simply nub or nubbins. We don't know that. Well, I mean, we do know that because she wasn't either one of those. Give me some nub. I got you. All right, right. Looking for nub in all the known places. Grub nub. Now you're just doing Ewok sounds. Grub nub. Number four. As we get off of the whole Helen Keller Ewok tangent. I don't know how we got there, but I blame Dub. I could go back and show you that you should have blamed yourself, but I won't. Um, you've been gone. In South uh, America, we're all innocent. <laughs> That's what I hear. Uh, number four. Uh, Paul Abdul. Where? Uh, I used to make out with the TV when she would do those uh, Diet Coke commercials. What? Okay, I remember the Diet Coke commercials. Mm-hmm. I remember the. the I song. wasn't shocked about the Diet Coke commercials. It was like her third album. It was the song called "Would You Marry Me, Boy," and she had boobs all of a sudden. I was like, "Yeah, I'm worried." Yeah, uh, man, she had boobs you. in the one she did with MC Scat Cat. Yeah, but not like, bam. Not like Bazungas, which I heard on Family Feud. Not so much for families anymore. <laughs> oh no, Family Feud has gotten really dirty. It's totally dirty. Mm-hmm. We'll get back on some of that in a little bit. Um, number three, Cindy Lauper. I think partially because her hair looked like candy. <laughs> hair yeah, well, it, it did. It looked like a fucking yeah. orange sucker. But I mean, like, you gotta think, like, you know, like, when you're, like, metal hanging you're, like, you're, like, four or five, and you're just, like, that girl's got, like, orange and red and blue hair, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, wah! Ah! Um, yeah, even to the point where I, I, I ended up seeing that movie she was in with Jeff Goldblum and uh, Columbo. Vibes. 
Oh, the one about the psychics. Yeah, she's talking. I about remember that. that. It was on. It was the preview before I watched La Bumba on VHS. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I watched. I watched. <laughs> at, least, at least that tangent made sense. <laughs> I watched La Bumba a lot. On VHS. It was, well, we had VHSs. It was good. Nice. Yeah. Um, these were a little later. Uh, <laughs> it is too much. I'm gonna find that VHS. We're gonna watch that preview. They carry her out all like. Remember yeah. that part? She's all like, stays like. <laughs> Stiff like a board, and they carry her out. That's yeah. like the ending of the preview. Yeah, I like that movie. I don't, I'm sure it doesn't hold up at all. But. I don't know if I saw it or not. Um, number two, uh, Audrey Chouteau from Amelie. Remember um, the adult, an adult when that movie came out? We established the whole relative man-child thing. Cool. The um, relative man-child. Uh, there's a stand on my phone. I just found. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wondered what that was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's really just, I, just you just reset me. Um <laughs> reboot. Uh yeah, Audrey Duteau, uh seeing her in Amelie was uh hottest crier ever. Oh my god. Oh word. Hottest crier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna contend that on my list. Hottest crier. He's got some contention. Um, and then uh, number one, not a shock. Uh, if you know me at all, and Gonzo, you texted me about her a while ago. Um, of course, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, word. And it's word. not just because I've been watching Parks and Rec. I think we've all known I've had a thing for her for a while. Mm-hmm. I noticed on that show, whatever it was, uh, at midnight. At midnight, her big smile. Like, but you she, she has a great smile. She doesn't do it in her roles. Uh, she smiles like the like last couple seasons of Parks. Very few. Like, very yeah, she's it's when she starts like kind of growing up and into the life with Andy, but mm-hmm. she does smile randomly and not like in a creepy way. Like first couple seasons, she when she smiled, it was like, nah, like you're thinking of something horrible. She was real funny on that show, and she was laughing a lot, so it was it was nice to see. I like a I like a nice smile. I, I do. I like her uh, horrible, horribly dry humor. I, I'm down with it. I'm down. Um, I want. We're gonna do another one where we can do like adult crushes. So you're gonna have to like go down to. You're gonna have to like think about who you crush on when you're like 70, I guess. <laughs> Move forward, like not able to have a bone. With like a flash forward. Yeah, yeah flash forward crushes. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, number five for me, the anti Kelly Bundy, Nikki Cox, from oh. unhappily ever after. Shorter skirts. Vestina. Yeah, there you go. Shorter skirts, bigger boobs, yeah. and red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, I I dug that chick very much. You know, her last couple relationships are just, like, you're like, what? what? She dated Bobcat, didn't she? She was engaged to Bobcat. They went out for, like, a good, like, eight years or something. And she's now married to Jay Moore. Word. Jay's a little pimp. He's had some nice girlfriends. He uh, actually... Uh, petitioned the courts that he could add her last name to his. <laughs> Jay Cox. It's like, yeah, Jay whatever. Jay Moore Cox. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, funny. Um, yeah, I liked Nikki Cox. Don't know what else she was ever in. She was supposed to be like the It Girl after Unhappily and then nothing ever really yeah. hit. I don't think she could act. Side note, she was on uh, Terminator 2. She was in Terminator 2. Who was she? When the like cops, one of the girls in the arcade or something? No, but close. 
with the cops questioning two girls mm-hmm. about where John Connor is before he gets there. She's like, I think he was going to the moon. She points over, and it's Nikki Cox. Huh. I looked it up. She's she's credited in the movie as well. Um, as pointing girl. Pointing as girl. Pointing girl. girl number one. Comma points. Come up. Young teenage young teenage girl. Young pointing teenage girl. Young pointing teenage girl. Number four. Um, I was gonna say her name, but then you guys won't know who she is, so I'll just call the, the little girl from the never ending story. The Empress. Oh. The princess? Empress. Childlike Empress. Uh, what it's they not say. Allura. What the fuck was her name? Something weird. She's like Russian and Iranian. I just read when I looked her up on IMDB. Uh, I thought she was like so cute when I was a little kid. I thought she was adorable. I'm with you on that. And and it's it's okay to say she was a sexy crier because I think she's my age. So it's when she was crying, I was like, oh, she's even prettier. <laughs> Don't cry, whatever your name is. I want to hug you. What is her name? I'm looking it up right now. No, what's her name in the movie? I, that's what I'm looking at. Okay, because right they, they didn't list it in IMDb. They were they didn't. No, really it's know. Princess. Oh, what the fuck do they call her? They, they didn't list it on IMDb. Falcor. I'm kidding. Princess the Falcor. fucking dog. Dragon. Chinese dragon. Luck dragon that looks like a dog. <laughs> uh, they call that's it the childlike empress, but that's yes. not... That's what they said. I told you. He's not listening to you. No, because they actually say her name in the second one. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, I don't remember the second one. It was bad. Bad. And the one with the guy who hung himself from Deep Space Voyage Underwater show? Sea Lab? No, not Sea Quest. Yes. With the dolphin? Yeah. Roy Schreiter? No, but Jonathan Brandis killed himself. Oh. I can't so believe the guy from Sidekicks? Yeah, I can't believe that Roy Schreiter got back in the water after that event. After that fucking. Jaws, dude. Like, I would never be like, I'm going to go underwater now. Uh, number three Obscure. Alana Miles, she sang the song Black Velvet, and I loved her oh video. Oh my god, I know who you're talking about. Oh man, she had dark, curly hair, and like, they'd show her concerts, and I guess she like wore teddies to, uh, in, during her concerts, and that was, that's what I, when I found out what a teddy was, and uh, I was, I liked Alana Miles a lot. One Hit Wonder, it was either her or the chick from the vinyls, I went with Alana Miles. Um... Number two, I'm not going to use her name because if anyone doesn't know who she is and they go look her up now, they'll be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, Princess Leia. I was in love with Princess Leia. And she was hot in all the movies. She didn't wear a bra in the first one. She didn't wear a lot in the third one. <laughs> um, Princess Leia was... Uh, no, that's not necessarily true. She was in disguise for the first like act of that movie. Yeah, and then she, she played the bounty hunter with the full face mask. Yeah, that, 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 that. yeah. and then she was, that, 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 then she had a chain around her neck, and a like a metal bikini. Um, yeah, no, I know. Um, I I thought I but I liked her in in Star Wars and and part in Empire before before any of that. But postcards from the edge. No, I didn't like her. Jensen on Pop Strike Back. <laughs> it definitely didn't like Harry, her. Harry Bush Nunn. Yeah, not happy about that. Not happy about that. But Princess Leia. Had a crush on, and my number one was the easiest for me to come up with. Your cousin? No, <laughs> that's just terrible. Right, shut up. That's terrible. I thought of this in in uh, Puerto Rico. Um, Alyssa Milano, Sam- oh. Samantha Maselli from Who's the Boss? 
I was absolutely in love. She was in one of the Poison Ivies, wasn't she? Poison Ivy 2. Um, Embrace of the Vampire, she gets naked. Nice. It was cool. I saw my my Uncle Tony has like every movie ever recorded on VHS. So if you're listening... Like someone named Uncle Tony Wood. Oh, hush. (laughs) I go, she gets naked in this one, Sonny Jim. That's how I just imagine how, how Uncle Tony talks, apparently. That's not how he talks. He's from the South. <laughs> He's from West Texas, sorry. West Texas. Not the South. Um, I've always been in love with with uh, Alyssa Milano, and it's because of Samantha Maselli. She was the cutest. She started out as a tomboy in the show, and then grew up to a nice, lovely young lady. Older than me. All about Alyssa Milano every time. You like her when she started doing... Ads for that candy body spray. Those were awesome ads. And then... If you met her, would you feel charmed? Oh, I'd feel something. She was, she was uncharmed. I know. I was getting there. Um, <laughs> he was also trying to think of a pun. Whether she's uncharmed, whether she's putting out NFL apparel for women, I've always been a oh, fan yeah. of Alyssa Milano. Um, I love that woman. She's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I might have said Marissa Tomei, but I went with Alyssa Milano. I could have said the Cherry Pie Girl, Bobby Brown. I could have said Paula Abdul as well. Samantha Fox. Bobby Brown? Her name is Bobby Brown. Oh, not... Cherry Pie Girl. Oh, not She's Bobby my Brown. Cherry Pie. No, I, I liked Bobby Brown, but I wasn't into him. He was, he was just a good artist. You know, lots of good music. Can't sleep at night. Concentrate. Listen to the telephone. Lita Ford. Like she made me feel kind of funny, like climbing the rope at gym class. I like like that dancer. Never attracted to her. Yeah. Never attracted to her. Never. No. I like girls with short hair. I, I like girls with short hair, like Deanna Troy. No, no, that wasn't her name. Uh, Lieutenant Yar. Tasha Yar. Oh, Tasha Yar. From from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah. Doug her. She um, taught Data how to live. She did. Um, there'll be some other ones that we go on there, but real quick before we get to picks, I'm going to go through the college football rankings and who lost. Important thing to know here is that Ohio State wasn't ranked in the top four of the college football rankings last season until the very final rankings. So whatever's happening now doesn't matter much. Um, a lot of stuff's going to change in the next couple of weeks, but if you had Clemson at number one, they won. LSU at number two, they lost, so they'll drop down. Probably won't be back in the mix unless something else happens. Ohio State won, they'll move up. Alabama won, beat LSU, so they'll probably jump up to two is what I'm assuming. Notre Dame's won as well. They're at five. They're going to move in the top four this week, I'm assuming. Baylor won, not going to get as much love um, because of the Big 12. That seems to be the conference that gets shit on more than any of the conferences Have nowadays. Have a championship game. Uh, neither does the Big Ten, but it doesn't seem to hurt them. That's true. Uh, Michigan State lost to Nebraska on a shit call. Shitty call. Go and check it out. The dude was not forced out of bounds. He ran out of bounds. Um, TCU lost out of it. Big 12's done with him. Iowa, still undefeated, going to move up. Florida won. They're the one-loss team. Clinched a, uh, clinched a spot in the SEC title game with a very inept offense. I imagine they're going to end up playing Alabama. And probably get beat pretty bad. But there's other teams on the outside looking in. That's just the top ten. Keep in mind, like I said, this is going to change a lot in the next coming weeks as we approach December. Um, 
yeah, let's, I'd, I'd like to see Clemson hold on to that number one and get in that they've been trying to for the last couple years, and they always had that one loss that, that screws them, and they beat Florida State on Saturday. So, um, And it looked like that was going to be the loss, too, the way yeah. they were playing. The way that opened, for sure, the first yeah. half. You're like, damn, they closed that first half. Uh, the dude spiked the ball on third down. He thought it was second down. They didn't get no CU love. There no fit no, down there. no fit down there for him. People figured that out. Don't do that again. Not allowed to do that again. So keep your eye on the college football rankings. Good games coming up next week. I'm not going to name them. Just go check it out. If you got a college football team, you probably know what's going on. But the playoffs are starting to take a picture, not the picture. Ryan, you want to start with the picks, bro? Pick time, pick city. Uh, just so you know, Doug, you lost picks last week. Oh, I'll bet you I did. No, I mean, we picked virtually all the same except for that last Dallas-Philly game. That was the split. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I lost picks, I see. Yeah. We, we, we picked identical except for that game. So, so good job, Doug. You had a good week, kind of. Well, I had a worse week than you, but you had a pretty bad week, so... <laughs> so, there you I came go. in second out of two. <laughs> You're well, the I'll, first loser... Or the first winner of that group. The first winner of all the losers. No one lost ahead of you. No. <laughs> Thursday night football, the New York Jets and Buffalo Bills coming out with their all gross, disgusting uniforms. I don't like them. I'm going with the Jets. In Buffalo? In Buffalo. I'm still taking the Jets. Buffalo had a big win today. But I got the Jets' defense. They're playing at a higher level than the Bills' defense, surprisingly. Uh, and another reason that I'm taking the Jets is because uh, Fitzpatrick's thumb apparently got splinted. And Supposedly he's fine. Nice. Because it's, it's about the comfort level. It's, yeah. they, can, they can hold off on surgery as so, long as the pain's okay. So it looks like he was able to receive the snaps. Okay, he's doing yeah. the ball pretty well today. So I'll take the Jets. I like yep. the quarterback, Benny. Benny? Mm-hmm. Benny and the Jets? Yeah. Good one. Uh, Lions versus Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. I don't think they're going to lose three in a row, but we'll see. And the Detroit Lions are having a <laughs> horrible. Yeah, horrible I'm going to take the pack. I, I don't think they're going to lose against the Lions. I'm uh, also going to take the pack because the Lions are a fucking dumpster fire. They are terrible. Cowboys and Tampa Bay. The who gives a shit game. There's probably a few of those this week. Um, um, sort of. Do you had a coin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I guess I gotta go with the better defense on the road, and I'm, I'm thinking it's the the Cowboys um, winning that game on the road against a rookie quarterback. What well, was boys, it? What was it? Well, Doug, you're gonna pick the Cowboys because they're playing Tampa Bay, and Doug, don't pick TV. That's right. I don't. I don't root for tuberculosis. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I forgot about one more. Doug's got his loyalties. There you go. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Not um, tuberculosis. I am gonna take Tampa Bay because I still am waiting for Tony Romo to come save the fucking Cowboys season. They should just sit him and just go get a top five pick and get everybody healthy back next year and be back in, in Super Bowl contention. Honestly, I mean they're they, out of it. They, they, if if they do what you say that, what you're saying, that's one year Tony Romo didn't take a whole bunch of fucking Absolutely. shots. 
uh, got healthy. Absolutely. Dez comes back healthy. You get a top five pick. What if to it's add Len- to that team? What if it's Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU? He has to bypass some rules, doesn't he? This would be his second year. It's three years. I thought it was just two. No, it's three years. He's still one more year shy. He's going to challenge it, from, I hear. It could but be the dude I, from Bama. They've, they've done that in the past. It could be Davon Cook out of Florida State. They get, they have options. They have options. They got lots of options. They, they need a running Trade back. Trade the pick to get DeMarco Murray back. That's also an option, probably. He ain't doing shit in Philly. Uh, Panthers, Tennessee. I'm excited for Tennessee and their win today. I'm excited for Marcus Mariota. I'm excited for um, them playing good for a new coach. That's going to be my upset pick of the week. I'm going to take the Titans winning it. Nice. I'm going to take them going there and doing that. Uh, Titans. Titans. I'm taking the Panthers to keep rolling because they are a tough team that keeps finding ways to win fucking games, even though I picked them to lose a handful of times. So. No, not really rolling. Just 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 winning. Just 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 winning. That's rolling. Yeah, there's a lot they're of bumps in that rolling. When you're winning by the seat of your pants, they're ugly. It's not really rolling. They're they're bumps in the road sometimes. It's taking the bus. <laughs> they're bussing it. They're busting it. To nine and oh. The fifteen bitch. Chicago and the Rams. Rams. Oh, uh, I don't know Chicago. <laughs> I I don't know. I should I should really start to. Yeah, there we go. I'll do that. That sounds good. Keeping track of our of our uh, victories here, losses. We're all wiping the state clean, Elway. This is all brand new stuff. Brand I'm new. also taking the Rams because you know Chicago. They also suck. No, oh, wow. Uh, New Orleans and the Skinny Skin Skins. Well, a bit of a resurgence for the Saints, I guess. Uh, Drew Brees is playing good football. Um, the Redskins suck. <laughs> they're just in. They're in a shitty division. It's in Washington. Yes. <clears throat> I'm still gonna take the Saints. Doug takes the Saints, mm-hmm. and I take the Saints because the Redskins still need to get something together, and that something is quarterbacking. So, uh, Finns in Philly. Ugh. I don't know. Who you got? Well, I'm taking the Finns because I feel like that's where my coin toss is going because I just had to pick somebody, so that's what I picked. If it's in Philadelphia, I'm going to pick the home team. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins because I like to root against the Eagles just because Gonza. What? Am I, am I a big Eagles fan? Yeah. Oh, fuck you and your fucking horse. <laughs> Took you a second, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Listen to all the shows before this, I'm like, no. Not Philly. Oh, boy. Uh... Browns and Steelers. Big Ben's out for a while. Again. Again. <laughs> Browns have Josh McCown. It's in Pittsburgh. They're allegedly going to play Johnny Manziel again. Allegedly. So mm, To try to keep him healthy. I mean, their season's over. You see what you got with Johnny Manziel so you can 
make or break the trade the trade idea. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh at home. Dog. Oh, bandwagon. Whatever you guys are gonna do on that one. Foot soup. It is. Uh, ben being out, I don't think is as relevant with the way D'Angelo Williams is running, and they'll be at home. Browns tend to struggle at Pittsburgh, but it, I don't expect this game to be a blowout, personally. Uh, Jacksonville and the Ravens. I'll pick my Ravens. Oh, tough one. Just underachieving Ravens team. Jacksonville had a bit of a spurt today. I'm taking the Ravens. I can't. I can't. I will take Jacksonville to keep trying to get something going. I don't know. They they look good in in their games, and then they they can look fucking awful. And I don't know. It's uh, similar to what the Ravens got going on. It's hit or miss, you know. So I'll, I'll try Jacksonville. Vikings and Raiders. It's actually a good game. Vikings and Raiders. Raiders playing good football. <laughs> I'm, I, I gotta wait and see what's up with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, you would expect if you get knocked out on the field that you're probably not going to be able to play. He got up and he walked off, I guess. They're talking about something on Sunday Night Football before it started that he was going out to dinner to celebrate the game. Um, shit, man. If Teddy plays Vikings, if if he doesn't, I'm going to take the Raiders at home. They should. They would probably <coughs> win that game, but let me just go. I'll just... I'll just I'll say I'll say Minnesota. I too will say the Vikings. I will take the Raiders at home because they've actually been playing really, really well at home. Um, team I didn't expect much from this year, and I keep picking against them. And when I pick for them, they lose. So I'm going to keep picking for them. <laughs> so I'll take the Raiders. Uh, Pats and the Giants. Patriots. 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 Giants suck. Yeah. They're inconsistent. Sometimes they look really good, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they put up 45 points and lose. Uh, Kansas City and Denver will save, and the Cards and the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football. Ooh, in Seattle. That division is still, uh, it's, a, it's open to three teams right now. Um... Did uh, the Rams come back and win today, by the way? Uh, no. They lost? It's not as open as it was. Seattle still has a... Uh, Remember, Teddy was celebrating the victory. That's because they kicked the field goal. That, that's right. Um, I forgot who they played. And I'm still shocked by um, Denver's loss today. Um, so, what was it? Cards and the Seahawks. In Seattle. In Seattle. Got to take the Seahawks. Man. I'm expecting some Marshawn love. I concur. I'm going to take the cards because they always play Seattle hard in Seattle. The, I mean, they play them hard all the time, but they, they play really well in Seattle, and I don't know why that is. It doesn't seem to matter who's quarterbacking. doesn't seem to matter who's playing, That the Cardinals play Seattle tough, so I'll, I'll take the cards. Uh, Monday Night Football. Ugh. Yeah. You don't have to tune in. I think it'll be a snoozer. So Texans and Bengals. <laughs> I can't. 
I've, I've been trying to, to, to just convince myself that the Texans' defense is going to show up and do some good things, and every time I'm wrong, the Bengals are on another level right now. The Bengals stay undefeated. Big win. Bengals. Doug's like, even I know to pick the Bengals. Well, I'll never root against the worst name team ever. Oh, that's right, the Texans. I forget these things. Uh, I also don't expect... Naming our team the Denver Colorado's. Uh, Doesn't make any sense. I don't necessarily expect the Bengals to pull a Denver, so to speak. But this wouldn't necessarily be the case since they're playing in Cincinnati. So, and like you, I keep waiting for the Texans defense that I've heard so much about to show up. Even J.J. Watt is just not that much of an impact on the field. And I think... I think it's because the rest of that line isn't good enough to really make an impact anymore. Uh, I don't understand how that's the case, but I think a line with Vince Wilford would be, and J.J. Watt would be unstoppable. Well, maybe the Pats were right. Moving on. Maybe they were because he's getting pushed around. It's shocking. Maybe he's, he's pushed around. Maybe he's won his Super Bowls and he has his money, so he don't need nothing. Mm-hmm. He's not in need. That's it. Oh, wait, we got the Denver game to call. And what is that? Kansas City at Denver. Um, we should come out stomping. Stomping in my Air Force. Whoa. <coughs> um, I, got, I got Denver winning that game. We should win that game. We should have won today. We should win on Sunday. Are you going to pick the Chiefs, Brian? No, I'm going to take Denver all day. Denver <laughs> is not going to get embarrassed two weeks in a row by teams they should beat. That is not going to happen. I, I don't at all expect the Denver offense or defense to lay down. I think they're going to come out pissed off that they lost that game in Indy. Then let's not let emotion run it. Let's, let's let scheme and, and be part of what you need to do. Do your fucking job. Do your well, job. I, I think they're going to come out... You know, intense because I think they, I think they're gonna feel like coming away from Indy. This, like I said, you know, you lost twenty-seven to 24. twenty-four in a game you were in. I mean, you weren't in it until the last second of the first half, and then all of a sudden you were very much in that game, and that's a game on the road that you could have had, that you should have had, and I think that they're, I think they can look back and they can find their mistakes and. You know, figure out whatever the hell it is that went wrong. Because I think there's something definitely went wrong. There's some scheme or some kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, I don't I don't think the Denver defense got exposed this week. I don't think the Denver offense just bounces back just like that. I didn't expect them to have the kind of performance they had against Green Bay, but I expected better from the run game. So It, it will be better next week. The run game... Um, hopefully it's there. Hopefully Peyton's not making poor throws. Hopefully the defense is stepping up and doing what they've done all year. We don't want them to bail us out. We'd like the whole team to show up this time. Just from here on out, it'd be nice if everyone played on the same level all the time. That is good. Well, good and, level. And you know, last week <clears throat> I said, coming out of the bye, we have six of our home games left. Yeah. So we're already, we're at the time, we're already 6-0. and 
if you just win all your home games, that's all you have to do. Win all of your home games. You're a 12 and 14. Well, you have to win all your home games and then go 500 on the road. It, 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 in doing that, that's that's fourteen and two. That is ridiculous. That's an amazing a great, season. That's a great, great, great season. That's a good record that'll most of the time get you a one two seed. One two seed generally. So, I mean, but if you take care of business and win at home, you know you might drop one or two on the road, and we've dropped our one. You know, maybe this is the one that we, you know, like I said, we. Lost. There's going to be games that you're going to lose that you should have won, and there's games that you win that you should have lost. And maybe the Green Bay game is a game that we thought we were going to lose and we won, and this is one we thought we'd win and we were going to lose. So shit evens out. Shit evens out. Family Feud. One of the things was top five things you find in your grandma's purse, right? Um, alcohol is one of them. Condoms. Do they actually call them condoms? Yeah, and but when it comes up on the, on the, uh, uh-huh. it says Jimmy bags. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm not that. kidding. Oh no, Jimmy no, bags. No. It, it gets like they're like they call them, like dong thongs. Like they yeah. have all sorts of fucking weird ways. It's 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 weird. And then it's this it said that guns was on the list. Grandma got guns in her purse, and dope to sell. Grandma has dope to sell in her purse. Another one. Top five things you find under the bed. In a seedy motel room, okay? Alcohol, drug paraphernalia, Jimmy bags, and then the one, there was a few others I can't remember, but the one that didn't get up there, and it goes, ding! Dildos. And it goes, and the whole crowd goes, dildos! Classic fucking moment, dude. Classic moment. I was blown away at Family Feud. Mm -hmm. I could have said Girls from Vixen. I could have said Shane and Murray. I could have said Kelly McKinney. I could have said Tara Myhan. I could have said M- Mrs. Leffel. I could have said Miss Archuleta. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!